fucking love tortellini. What? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Nikki. I'm Tyler. And this is Page Turners. And Button Mashers. What? Tortellini. Why? I legitimately don't understand. Hi. Hi. Why uh, am I still wearing headphones? I don't know. Hi, guys. Uh, how are you doing? I'm old. I'm sore. You're so- Yeah, me too. <laughs> did roofing. Two different reasons. I did fire training, he did roofing, and I was present for both. Um, <laughs> so, I kind of want to dive right into this one. Go for it. Because it's going to be a long episode. So, bear with me. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> So, today's book is Alice in Zombieland by Gina Showalter. Ooh. It's the first book of the White Rabbit Chronicles, which is one of my favorite series. I've already read it twice, so it's going to be good. The book opens up with a letter from Alice. Uh, it tells you she wishes that she could go back to the beginning of the story, that she could undo everything before she loses everything. The monsters really and truly do exist you're best to be warned oh yeah that's haunting i know i'm sure how i feel about that being the opener <laughs> and that's why i love this book it was the morning of alice's birthday and her little sister was dancing around their backyard nice not like her parents remembered ever okay emma was asking alice that since it's her birthday if she could ask her parents to go to their dance recital mm. um but here's the thing okay their dad crazy he doesn't allow any of the family to leave the house after dark. And the recital, though it starts when the sun is up, it ends after going down. Okay. Um, he believes that there's a whole flock of monsters coming to uh, get the family. Ones he truly believes he sees. And Alice is like, no, forget it. It's not going to be possible. And Emma's like, please. She's an eight-year-old little sister to a 16-year-old girl. Like... Hard to say no. Yeah, true. Alice is like, all right, I'll try. So she goes to ask her mom, and she's like, can you please ask Dad if we can go? And her mom's like, no. And gives her, like, a million excuses to justify her dad's reasonings. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all bullshit, I'm uh, guessing. Yeah, to her it's mostly like, oh, remember, you have to have faith and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, fine. If you don't do this for me, I'm going to hate you forever. Oh, damn, okay. Yeah. After for years of forgetting my birthday being stuck indoors, yeah, I, I just want to see my little sister's recital. That's fair. So her mom's like, fine, I'll ask. So they go. Emma does beautiful on stage. Uh, and then after it's done, their dad literally yanks them to the car to get home. Uh-huh. He tells his wife to get home as fast as possible, but to avoid the cemetery. That's where the monsters are. Quick question. Is this more like... Is this kind of, like, closely related to the uh, Return to Madness, like, video game of Alice? Like, that setting feeling? Or is it, like, somewhere in between that and the, like, Disney version of Alice in Wonderland? It's, like, its own, like, twisted version. Like, Gina just takes you on this really good journey. She was just like, fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Love Alice in Wonderland. Love the premise. Let's go with this, basically. Okay. Yeah. Anyway... Alice is like, please, just go past the cemetery. It'll be faster. Mm -hmm. And her dad's like, 
okay, but break the sound barrier. Let's get there. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So they're heading home. Fast is the speed of sound, and they approach the cemetery. Then their father yells, They're out there. We have to turn around. Oh. He then oh, yanks on the wheel, yells that they have to turn around, yanks harder, forcing the car to roll. Yep, that, that's what happens. Alice comes to and calls out for her family. No answer. She looks carefully in the front seat, and her mother is cut to ribbons. Oh. Uh, she looks next to her and sees her little sister. Her head is at an unusual angle, and her face is all cut up. And then Alice looks ahead and sees her father being dragged away oh. by monsters. Oh. Ones that reach into his body and eat him. He was uh, right. Not a fan. And then Alice passes out. Next thing she knows, she's in the hospital. People coming in and out, telling her that it'll be okay. Life can go on, that it'll be fine. Easy to say when you haven't lost your whole family in one day. And then just witnessed what she witnessed. Yes. <laughs> um, so her grandparents from her mother's side were going to be taking care of her, of her from here on out. Okay. So Alice is, like, thinking really long and hard, wallowing in her loss. She can't, like, even admit to herself that she just lost her sister. Yeah. Um, and she can't say it to herself. It's really, really hard. Then a girl Fair. her age walks in. She introduces herself. My name's Catherine, but you can call me Cat. Just no cat jokes or I'll bring out my claws. She just made a cat joke. Wow. Yeah. So Alice is like, hypocrite. guess. Hold on. Alice is like, guess kitty cat is out of the running. Can I call you mad dog? And cat's like, I will be disappointed if you don't. Nice. <laughs> so cat just like talks Alice's ear off about her boyfriend and how he's obviously cheating on her and Cat's like, agree with me and we can be amazing friends. And Allie, Alice is just like, okay, I'll agree with you. And now she has a new, amazingly flamboyant new friend. <laughs> yep. That's how you do it, kids. That's how you make friends. Yep. Uh, so Alice was then released from the hospital like a day later. Her grandparents tried to give her some space, but when the day of the funeral came, Allie was like, I, I don't want to go. She reintroduces herself as Allie. At this oh. point, because her little sister called her Alice, and she didn't want to be anyone to use her full name. That's fair. Yeah. But her grandparents were just like, you need to go. You need to say goodbye. But once Allie was there, she wanted nothing more than to leave. Uh, people tried to talk to her about her sister, but she couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. And she ended up literally screaming, like, blood curdle screaming until she fainted at the funeral. All right. Yeah. She woke up a day later. Oh. Um, wallowing in her sorrow. Oh. Um, when she looked outside and she was like, What's that? Moving through the bushes. She thought it was oh. a deer. Oh. I uh, like it. <laughs> but deer don't wear wedding gowns. That's they don't. That's true. <laughs> she then got like a decent look and it was like this thing that looked decayed and just wrong. Ooh. Before she knew it, it was gone. Oh. So, summer break had come and gone. Uh, Allie was walking into the new school that she was attending. Uncomfortable that it happened to be the same school her parents graduated from. Already going great. <laughs> yeah. So, Allie got her schedule. She was introduced to Principal Dr. Wright. And she was like, you have to call me Dr. Wright. Mrs. Wright is not correct because I earned that title. Oh. 
what a lovely person. Yeah. Then she tried to navigate her way around this school. And, you know, it's weird changing schools later in the school year. Oh, yeah. So, or later in your, like, high school career. So, junior year, new school. So, Allie is, like, doing her best to get through this when a familiar face appears. It's Kat. Hey, good old Kat. Yeah, Kat is, like, super stoked to see her. And Kat gives her the biggest hug and pulls her to meet her other friends. Uh, Reeve, Poppy, and Ren. Okay. Yeah. I'm already digging it. Yep. So Kat asks her what classes she has. Allie rattles them off, and they find out that they have the same break and final class. Nice. So Kat's like, want me to walk you? It's no trouble. And Allie's like, sure, are you going the same way? And Kat's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Still takes her. <laughs> nice. So they head that way when they run into, like, a group of tall super muscular guys and they kind of look like badasses they're okay. tatted and some of them have Ooh. ankle monitors um <laughs> yeah, all hold right. on. that's yeah and cat's like oh shit don't look now and Allie naturally looks yeah and, as you do yeah she points out uh cat's ex-boyfriend the one who supposedly cheated on her oh and they start like arguing with each other and you can tell that they actually love each other like a whole lot. Oh, okay. And it's like, she's like, you're a cheating scum and I hope you caught all the STDs and all that jazz. <laughs> well, she makes eye contact with the literal hottest guy in the group. Inky black hair, violet eyes. Oh, Tall, God. muscular, beautiful. Then they like... He's the dream. He looks at Kat and is like, kind of like smirks like this is funny and normal. Yeah. And then they make... Allie and Cole make eye contact. Sorry, that's his name. I just jumped into it. <laughs> Jeez. And then everything surrounding them just disappears. Oh. And they have a vision where they were making out and it's like super hot. And then they come back. It, it once out. Cat's like, Allie, you there? <laughs> and she comes back and they're like, You okay? What happened? She's like, uh, nothing. Great. <laughs> nothing. Don't know what the heck that was. So, Kat takes her to a first class. Allie's like, please, can we just skip? And Kat's like, nope. Literally kicks her inside of her door. <laughs> and nice. it's just like, I'll Good see friend. you at the end of the day. <laughs> and then she officially meets Kat's ex. Frosty. It's a oh. nickname. Oh. And his friend Bronx. <laughs> so, they good. escort... Allie to the lunchroom and kind of interrogate her about how they met Kat, how she met Kat. And she basically implies that it was at an orgy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know. Oh, all right. And Frosty's like getting like angry when Allie runs into Mackenzie, who happens to be Cole's ex. Oh. Yeah. So she's like, okay, Frosty Bronx, Cole wants to see you. And Allie's like, all right, deuces. <laughs> Goes to meet Kat. So they meet in the lunchroom. Allie tells Kat that she has kept, like, their actual meeting place secret. And Kat's like, good. That's a good friend. <laughs> and Cole's, like, staring at her, right? Yeah. And she can't help but stare back. And Max sits next to him, all touchy, feeling on him. And he's like, get off. Like, shrugs her off and tells her to, like, cut out her anger towards Allie because whatever. When one of the cute guys from one of her classes comes up, he tells her that she shouldn't worry about Mac, and then he disappears. 
and everyone's like, oh my god, that's Justin Silverstone. He doesn't talk to anybody. What? I know. <laughs> so she looks back at Cole and he's like, angry. He's like scowling angry. Oh, yeah. Wow. I know. So that night, Allie's hanging out in her room looking for the creepy bride again. Uh, she's apparently just kind of like randomly appears every week or so. Oh. Yeah. Nice. So she's about to head to bed when she finally sees the bride again. Oh. Yeah, it's like staring at her oh. through the window. Not, not and Allie's like, time to confront this fucking thing. <laughs> so she grabs her grandfather's bat and heads outside. Oh, hell yeah. She did have an internal, like, this is typical white girl scary thing. Why am I doing this? <laughs> um, she suddenly doesn't see it anymore, but sticks start, like, snapping around her. Ooh. And then Emma appears. Spiritually. Oh, her sister. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. She's like, Allie, Alice, go inside, please. You need to turn around now. And Allie's like, no, you're here. I need to, like, see you, you know? Yeah. And once her sister fades away, she sees the bride and the groom standing next to one another, oh. looking right at her. Allie freaks and is, like, trying to bail, but she's fumbling all her way around. She manages to make her way back into the home and shut the door. Okay. And then she is, like, a crisis. She starts crying. She's like, how was I able to see Emma? And she wanted also nothing more than to apologize to her dad. Mm He's right. The monsters are real. Creepy 1 and creepy 2 weren't obvious. (laughs) (laughs) So... Allie was exhausted the next day, and while heading off to her first class, Cole tried to, like, beeline and talk to her. Oh. Because by this time, they had had two visions of them both making out, like, a ton. Um, and she freaked out, and she was like, nope, I'm out of here. No. Manages to avoid him most of the day, and then she literally runs into him at lunch. Perfect. Yeah. Love that. He cornered her between himself and the lunch table, and she, like, okay, she was, like, basking in his hotness and was, like, melting on the inside. <laughs> yeah. And Kat was like, do you do you need me to walk you? And she was like, no, no, I'll, I'll be fine. And Cole was like, let's walk and talk. Do you need me to walk you? No, I'll be fine. I'll yeah. Be sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So they walk, and Cole was like, whatever the hell you're doing to me in the morning, you need to cut it out. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I thought you were doing that to me. <laughs> yeah. Classic. And he's like, what am I doing? She's like, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> so, huge hint, he sees the visions that she also does. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, he makes small talk all the way to her first class, and he's like, so I know your parents go here. Tell me about them. She's like, nope, that's off limits. I gotta go. Bye. Fair. Ducks into her class. Fair. Um, so she makes it to the end of the day without incident. And Kat, being an amazing friend, is like, do you want to go with the coffee shop to the coffee shop with me and drink so much coffee you'll be peeing coffee for like a week? And Allie's like, yeah, sounds, please. Sounds like a great friend. Absolutely. <laughs> And then she looks up and sees a white cloud in the shape of a rabbit. Oh. She panics because 
that's the last thing that's the thing she saw in the sky the day that her family died so she thinks that she's going to get into a car another car accident she bails into the school hides in the boys bathroom and just like ignores everyone chasing after her she's just like no i can't do it and then she finally decides she's like I'm just going to walk home so I don't risk anybody else. Doesn't call her Nana, doesn't call her Pops, doesn't call anyone. Just walks home in the rain. Okay. Yeah. When it was a few miles, so it was nothing. It wasn't nothing. (laughs) She got home, got her lecture from her grandparents. They accepted that she wouldn't do it again. She sucked up her feelings and went through some old photos that she had in her room Mm -hmm. of, like, her parents' past. Okay. And then next day came. Allie was on the bus, heading to school, because she promised she wouldn't walk again. Yep. She saw Justin sitting in the back. So, they had some good small talk. He asked if she wanted to hang out over the weekend. Uh, She remembered that Kat invited her to a party, and Justin's like, no, 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 fine, I get it. Uh, And she was like, no, 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 I'm not shutting you down. I'm just trying to figure out how to work, because I have some other other things going on. So they get to school, get off the bus, and she literally runs into Cole again. Like, face first into him. They lock eyes, and they have another vision. This time it wasn't hot and heavy. It was sweaty and bloody. They were fighting the monsters together somehow, and once both Allie and Cole came back, she was just like, Justin, here's my number. I gotta go. And she's looking for Kat because she was like, I need to tell Kat because I don't know what the fuck is going on. That's that's fair. That's a fair reaction. Cat's not at school. Oh. Yeah. Suddenly, Cole's like, here I am. Suddenly, because he is a master at showing up randomly. Hello. Yeah. Puts his arm around her and goes, we need to talk. And he basically kidnaps her from school. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they finally get to have their talk. And it was kind of more like a flirt session with zero answers. It was really, really bad. <laughs> Um, so Cole actually wanted Allie to admit more than anything what she had seen to him. Okay. He had known what she was experiencing, but he can't outright explain it to her. Yeah. Um, without, not without, like, giving up a whole group of people in their trust. Okay. Yeah. So, she's like, I can't tell him about the monsters, not without looking like a complete psycho. Um, so she doesn't answer him. (laughs) And talking about her parents was also still off limits so she was not about to talk to him about that either yeah but cole had an arrangement to make sure neither of them were lying about the visions they were going to write down and switch notes at the end of the day about what they had seen and she was like okay i can do that next day comes and goes Allie rushes home to read the note yep we're seeing the exact same fucking thing interesting yeah and Allie's, like, semi-relieved that this isn't just her. And um, her grandma comes in with a visitor. It's Kat. Oh. Yeah. Kat's not looking so good at this point. She looks kind of pallid and oh. really tired. I don't like and that. And Allie's like, are you okay? And she's like, no, I'm more than fine. Um, she's like, I only took a personal day. No worries. And... Um, Actually, in fact, I have all the worries. Yeah. (laughs) Kat's like, okay, tell me about the amazing time you had with Cole Holland. And Allie gave her, like, the general idea without explaining to her about, like, the visions or the monsters or the fact that he had set up traps around the backside of her house and everything to catch the things that were there. Yeah. 
Um, and Kat's like, okay, I have a plan. It involves going out and getting pretty, and we're going to scope out Cole. <laughs> yeah. What a good friend. She kidnaps Allie, tells her grandparents that she's going to sleep over at Kat's since she had been moping for so long. They were like, absolutely, go. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> Leave. Leave the house. Uh, they go to Reeves' house. By the way, she lives in a mansion. Uh, okay. Gets super smoking hot and heads over to the club. Super smoking yeah. hot. Okay. Heads over to the club that Cole's group hangs out at. Called mm. Hearts. Hearts? Yeah. Oh, I already... Mm, okay. <laughs> so they go, and Kat gets this plan to get Allie to talk to Cole. And it totally works. So, Allie, like, Kat sets up reeve ren poppy and uh ally to like be dancing and looking really really cute and whatever yeah and like guys start touching up on the girls and cole appears he's just like move like he removes the guy that's touching ally and like replaces himself so they talk they dance and then they finally kiss yes yes just (laughs) like the first vision and it it was like way too passionate they were nearly you know nearly fucking on the floor essentially and frosty comes by and he's rips cole off of her (laughs) and cole's like what the ever-loving fuck and Allie's like i'm so sorry i didn't mean to do that and she leaves oh and cole catches up and is like do i really have to keep chasing you Ooh. and Allie's like why'd they react like that and he admits that they consider her a loose cannon they don't know anything about her and this is the third or fourth time that he's acted out of character around her oh yeah so cole then tries to take her wherever she needs to go like cat's house wherever highly suspect yeah when they smell it rot oh cole yells at Allie to get back inside and she blurts out about the monsters how she knew what they were and she's like i i know that they exist i can see them like i can help you mm-hmm. and he like gasps for a second and he's like just go inside get frosty i need them out here zoali doesn't listen to cole at all <laughs> she actually watches him leave his body oh uh she turns and notices three more monsters coming her way and she decides that if there was any time she used the fighting that her dad taught her, it was going to be now. So she swung, missed, stumbled. It was great. She got back up, swung again, and she connected. She was fighting with all her might, and she noticed her body was lying on the floor behind her. Oh. Yeah. And she was like, not going to process this right now. Got to focus. <laughs> So she hmm. fought and fought until the monsters pinned her and bit her. They just kept biting and chewing on her. And then she kept hearing voices in her head like maim, bite, kill, like wouldn't shut up. Oh. Yeah. She started to fade, fade out. And um, then she felt a prick in her neck. And all the zombies were suddenly gone. Oh, they're zombies? Yes, they are. I, just, okay. I jumped the gun again. I'm sorry, guys. I'm so like... Cole takes her to his car and she's like, oh my God, my body. And he's like, you're fine. You're back together. <laughs> it, you, we got to go. You are here. Yeah, we got to go. 
so he takes her to this cabin in the woods it's safe i promise and they both shower and then come to the main room because they're like covered in gross shit uh mac frosty and a few others are there and they think she's gonna tell the others and cole's like you kidding me it took me like a week to get the information i do have from her out i don't think she's telling anyone anything (laughs) by the way this is when they explain that these are zombies okay yeah so Allie is like look guys i'm going to prove myself i promise like i i just want to know and i want to help that's all she really wants to do and then cole's like good enough for me takes her like sits her down pins her it's like what do you want to know like pins her and like he sets a coffee table across from her and is like okay you can't lick oh okay to be specific yes please thank you i had to be specific they had to say pin her in the freaking book and my brain went pins her um (laughs) oh we're going to this immediately and (laughs) yeah so he answers all of the questions that she has uh why can't anyone anyone else see these where did they come from why did they only come for us Um, And in a nutshell, they're evil spirits that can only feast on those who can spiritually see them. Um, Ones who experience tragedy or who are born with the gift to see them. Mm -hmm. No, they can't be saved. Um, So the group... (laughs) It's important. It is important to know that they can't be saved. They're they're too far gone. Um, So the group kills them before the zombies kill those in the group. And these things nest by the way. Oh. Yeah, mm, it's gross. I don't like that. Yeah. So they come out, like, randomly once every two weeks. And there are a couple of rules that she does have to follow. Uh, In spirit form, she can't speak. Whatever she says, it'll become real. So it's really dangerous to say what you don't mean. Ah. Um, You can eventually produce a light or fire that comes out of your hands to officially kill the zombie. That's what happened at the club. So don't hesitate to disable them. She was so in. Hell yeah. Yeah. Couple days go by. It's finally the night of Reeve's party. Allie agrees to still go with Justin, even though her relationship with Cole kind of like progressed. Also, her grandparents like totally grilled him. Like, what does no- when a girl says no, what does it mean? He's like, no. Is that a question? It's <laughs> it's really funny. Okay. Yeah. And. They show up at the party, and Cole was waiting for Allie outside. He had told her, he's like, I'm meeting you at the party. There's no question about that. And he didn't like that Justin showed up with her. He actually had some choice words to say. (laughs) He was basically like, all right, Allie, you're coming with me. Justin, fuck off. And then they ran around the corner. Yeah. So they needed to have their vision because they'd been having one a day. Mm-hmm. So they looked at each other, and again, something near explicit showed up. Then someone yelled from inside of the party, and it broke their vision again. And he was like, I kind of liked that. And she's like, okay. Um, <laughs> so they go back inside. Allie finds Cat. Cat tries to drag her to a quiet part of the house and uh, ends up in Reeve's dad's office. He's a plastic surgeon, so rich. Ah. Uh-huh. Dr. Wright is there, and Mr. Ankh, Reeve's dad, is also there. In the room? Yeah. Okay. They corner Allie and are like, why are you here? Are you working with Justin? Is that what's going on? And Allie's like, no. 
And Kat's like, we can go. It's fine. We're we're gone. So they bail, right? Yeah. When they get back upstairs, Cole and Justin are straight up fighting. Oh, good. Uh, Cole knocks him the fuck out and drags Allie to a closet. And he's like, look, you're not ready for this. I'm no good for you. Like, we're done. I'm no good for you. Eh. Yeah, it's literally one of those, we're done. We're done seeing each other. We're done talking to each other. And she's like, fine. Fuck you. She attempts to leave with Kat, who is unfortunately drunk now. And I know. She takes Kat's keys and walks her out the door. And then zombies are waiting. Not like right as you open the door, but she's like, I can see them. They're coming. And she's like, Kat, honey, go back inside, please. Kat's like, okay. And then like stumbles back in. Yeah. Yeah. And Allie's like, we got to do this. I I have to fight them and I have to get them out of the way. So she tries her best to leave her body again. Mm -hmm. Um, can't Can't seem to get it. So she starts running through the property. And she tries her best to, like, call Cole. No answer. Um, She manages to climb a tree, bail her body in the process. Oh. Forward flip off of this tree and disable as many zombies as she possibly can. Until she gets pinned down and nearly eaten alive again. Her mind, like, starts to fade in and out again. And she hears the zombie voice talking. Cole comes to her rescue. Good guy, Cole. Yeah, takes her inside of Mr. Ankh's home, and he's, like, apologizing profusely for leaving her. Mm-hmm. Um, he's beating himself up about the fact that he he never should have, and then Allie fades to black. She comes to again. She finds herself restrained and sore as all hell, uh, surrounded by Dr. Wright, Mr. Ankh, and Tyler Holland. Yay, that's Cole's my name. Dad. Yeah, did you notice that? There's your brother's name and your name in this book already. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to me. <laughs> <laughs> so these guys are grilling her about her intentions. And she gives them lip because she knows her allegiance isn't to Justin and whatever crew the heck, like, crews she's talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, his crew apparently takes zombies and shoves them inside innocent people to try and cure them. Oh. Which... Turns what? those people into zombies. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's disgusting. Um, they also were like, how do you know where the traps were set? And she's like, I could see them. They're like, you can see our bloodlines, which are things that make things solid to spirits. Yeah. And they're like, how? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> I just can. Um, apparently it's like super rare. They find she's loyal, and they leave Cole to talk. And he tells her, honestly and truthfully, that he regrets leaving her. Uh, He finds her inquisitive nature really, really cute. And that once she's healed, training begins. Ooh. Yes. Early, early morning, next day, technically still night, um, (laughs) Cole drops Allie off, tells her that he's going to pick her up later on, and she goes inside. She looks at the journal. It was left behind by her parents. Okay. And it decodes itself, which is really, really weird because sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So this journal tells her of abilities and things about zombies that she didn't know before. Okay. Um, and it's kind of important, but I'm not going to delve into that one. You can read the book for that shit. 
She reads a small passage, gets really irritated when it goes back to code, and then passes out. Um, yeah. <laughs> Next morning, her grandparents were, like, still super tired because Frosty went in and, like, drugged their parents. <laughs> her grandparents, yeah. Wow. And they Way were like, how was your time, you know? Like, was Justin a great date and all that stuff? She's like, it wasn't a date. And uh, then Allie was like, I finally need to see my family's grave. Uh, so Allie gets ready. She decides to check in on Kat, and Kat was like, I'm so good, it should be illegal. And I'm like, I love you. <laughs> then Kat was like, Frosty was on my shit list again, even though they were, like, making out that night. And <laughs> Classic. He bailed on her for Cole again, and she's like, that's not the whole reason, but I can't explain it to you. They ended the chit-chat and headed to her parents' grave. Mm-hmm. Allie was left to truly and completely grieve for her family. Like, her nana and pops were like, we're just going to leave you. Just call us when you're ready. So for the first time since she lost them, she sat at their graves and told her parents how much she loved and missed them both. Um, Then finally turned to Emma, and she was saying how she missed her best friend more than anything. And I'm not going to lie, I choked up so hard at, like, most of this. That's fair. Um, Then Emma made a glittering appearance. Emma's like, I was there the whole time, but, like, I just wanted to hear what you had to say. (laughs) That she had turned into something called a witness, which is like a guardian angel, but, like, much cooler. (laughs) And Emma warned her that fighting the zombies is not a good idea. She wants Alice to stop while she's ahead, but Allie's like, no. And then Emma drops a huge bomb on her. The zombies want her. And they will do anything to get to her. Hmm. Also, Emma is the one who keeps sending her the rabbit cloud. Oh. And Allie needs to stop what she's doing. And she's like, no, I don't I don't want to stop. Like, this is the only thing that's keeping me going. And Emma's like, okay. And she fades away. Next morning, Cole picks her up for school, as promised. And they have a long conversation about how he's ready to, like, actually pursue her. Yeah. Ooh. And she's like, yeah, right. You've been hot and cold this whole fucking time. He's like, yeah, because I didn't know who you were yet. But now I am. She's like, oh, good. And then they have to try their daily vision and nothing happens. Weird, because it happens literally every single day. Then he's like, all right, let's go inside and talk to your grandparents so they know who I am. <laughs> They grill him just as hard as they grilled Justin the first time. And he does great. And they like him. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Yes. So, Allie gets through the school day. Uh, Cole ends up being suspended for beating kids who keep spreading the rumor about Allie being a slut. You know, typical high school day. Um, (laughs) Yup. Yeah, Cole comes to pick her up and then they head to train. During the ride, Allie explains that her little sister is a witness, that she puts a rabbit cloud in the sky every time the zombies are coming. You guessed it, she definitely saw one on the way to their training grounds. Um, since Allie is new, she's meant to keep it easy, which she does. Then she provokes Mac while they're running on the treadmill. And they get into a fist fight. Oh. It's great. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so Allie initially thought that Mac was the reason that the rumor was spreading, but she was like, no, it's not me. And now she's like, no, nah, I believe her. <laughs> so 
they finally were like, okay, we need to go home. And Cole takes her back home at the end of their training. She leaves her body, and they basically take her to be bait, since they're like, maybe you're the reason that they're coming out so frequently now, because typically they don't do this. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay. So they left her in a tree, covered in bloodlines. They surrounded her. And um, What could go wrong? <laughs> I know. They were like, okay, huge horde of zombies suddenly comes rushing towards them, right? Ooh. And everyone around her is fighting, and she noticed Mac like starting to get really badly bitten. And Allie's like, fuck this. I gotta go fight. She did amazing. She was kicking ass and taking heads, and Cole was like right behind her. They disabled all the zombies, Allie was spent, their group was exhausted, Mac was being carted away to Ankh's, and then they had, like, one person that needed to be found, and his name was Brent. Brent. Uh, when the hazmat people, Justin's crew, they dressed up in hazmat suits, showed up. They confiscated all the zombies, and they got away with it, so they could test on them. Oh. Yeah. And because Cole was outnumbered, and Allie was, like, weak... He was like, I need to go. We need to go. We can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. Then Emma made an appearance as they ran. And she said, I'm sorry, Alice. It's too late. He's coming for you now. I'm not a fan of that. No one is. <laughs> <laughs> so they make it back to Ankh's place. And everyone, save for two spirits who were still searching for Brent, were back. Except Brent was there. And he was black and covered in injuries. Oh, he didn't make it. Yeah. Oh. Ali was trying to console Cole, and he had just lost another friend, you know? Yeah. Frosty brought up something then that usually the lights, they had just used these big halogen lights. Um, they typically scare the zombies away, but this was the first time that they didn't. And they were apparently just that determined to get to Allie. You know what's crazy? The whole, like, lights thing? Mm-hmm. That reminds me of a video game uh, called Dying Light. Yeah. Where at night the zombies come out. Yeah. And they use, like, these really bright UV lights to, like, oh, it affects the zombies where they, like, turn away. So that's crazy that, yeah. like, there's that connection there. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So the next few months kind of like blur together mm-hmm. um they had a funeral for brent Allie trained brent and poppy dropped cat and Allie like flies because they hung out with trouble um cat said sat with Allie and the rest of cole's group suddenly and cat and frosty continuously flirt fought <laughs> flirt fought like even though they weren't together anymore um, Do we have a shirt that says flirt fought? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but Hallie was, like, really concerned with, about Kat. Um, she had been looking more and more pallid, and everything um, that she asked, like, Kat, and she just, like, blew it off. She's like, are you okay? She's like, no, I'm fine. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right, fine. So while so Allie was, like, pondering this she was in the ring with cole they were in their spirit forms and they were like doing some hand-to-hand combat training okay she got knocked down quite a bit um and then they were like all right that's enough let's move to weapons uh dagger sword guns all that jazz when her message is her she's like you need to come home now so she starts to get ready when cole admits finally 
he wants nothing more than to date Allie. <laughs> and damn, the boy can flirt. Okay. <laughs> he was even like, leave your window open and I'll show you how much I want to date you. Oh. Yep. So Allie gets home and her grandparents and her have dinner in silence when they finally like berate her with questions. They're like, are you doing drugs? And it's just <laughs> like, no. And it's like, are you doing anything illegal? Because, uh, you know, after all the nights up hunting and training, her bruises were showing, um, her grades were slipping. Yeah. Uh, things were not going great. And she was like, I started boxing and uh, they were like, no more boxing, no more coal. She's like, no. I need this. You're going to think about it and I'm going to excuse myself. She did have to come to a thought process that she might have to leave her grandparents for their safety mm-hmm. um which is fair yeah because cole even mentioned that that's what happens sometimes kids get kicked out or they end up like leaving on their own and she went to her room and she got a text from cole that said he can't come tonight because they found a zombie nest great next day cat came to pick up Allie for the girls girls only day Mm. Yep, Kat, the amazing best friend that she is, had a very long and very honest sex talk with Allie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The gist being that she needs to have an honest talk with Cole and the, about what they actually mean to each other and how serious they intended to be. And Kat is, like, the best about this. Okay. She doesn't bring it up gently. She's just like, no, you need to know. You need to respect yourself as much as you respect each other. Get a friend like Kat. Get a friend like Kat. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. So they spend the day at the mall, you know, just being girls, when Allie and Kat arrive back at Allie's house. She invites Kat in. Um, Her nana's like, Kat, can you stay for dinner? And they're like, yes. And they both ran upstairs to get changed because it downpoured on them on their way in. Oh, good. They both were checking their texts when Kat collapsed. Oh. Yeah. And Allie was like, okay, that's enough. What is going on with you? And Kat's like, I have bad kidneys. The reason I was in the hospital was because I was on dialysis. Oh. And her mother actually ended up dying from the same thing. Oh. Um, while she was giving birth to Kat. And not even Frosty knew about this, so uh, keep it between us. And it's like, all right. So, Kat admitted that she didn't want anyone to treat her differently and that she wanted Frosty to love her for her, and that was it. Yeah. Which was really sweet. But Kat also has some juicy news. Apparently, the person who started the rumor about Allie being a slut was Justin's twin sister, Jacqueline. Oh. Yeah. Later that night, Cole picked up Allie. They had a vision. They went back to his house and had an incredible makeout session. Then, once they stopped, Cole asked her about her family, about the crash. What happened, you know? Allie explained as much as she could before she started to shake. Then she told him the last thing Emma told her, you know, which someone was coming for her. Yeah. And Cole did have an idea that um, it could be her father because she did see him get bitten by zombies. But Allie was like, no, it's not my dad, you know? And Cole was like, you need to understand that that could happen because it happened to my mom. Oh. My dad had to ash my mom in front of me because she was coming for me. It was really, really ugly. Um, so they finished their conversation and Cole was like, let's take you home. 
and the place was surrounded by the police. Um, the whole place smelled of rot, so it was weird that they didn't see any zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently someone broke in, beat her grandpa up a bit, and, like, bailed. Oh. Yeah. So Cole came to the conclusion that they thought it was Justin. Um, so her grandpa was hospitalized for a few days, then he was allowed to come home, but he still looked, like, grayish, pale, and sickly. Oh. Uh, next day at school, Cole and Justin fought again. Allie punched Jacqueline in the face and accused her of attacking her grandparents, which she denied, and all four got expe- uh, suspended. Nice. Cat later approached Allie. She was trying to get some sort of answer about why she's avoiding her now, and Allie is like, I can't tell you what the group and the Frosty are doing, but like, I, I can tell you that I know what's happening. Um, next day again, Allie woke up for breakfast and she and Kat made up. Uh, she invited Cole to dinner so her grandparents could get to know him. Um, and she goes down, starts to sit when she noticed that her grandpa was really not looking good. Okay. Uh, he was hunched and staring blankly. Um, when she checked in, he was like, I'm fine. But when his, her Nana went to check in, he started to glare at her angrily. And then he growled the word, taste. Oh. Allie suddenly realized that what was happening, he was turning into a zombie. Pops shot up, he punched Allie, she <laughs> fought back, instructed her nana to get the phone and call Cole immediately. She had, she did everything to hold him from getting to her nana. Anyway, so he collapsed, his spirit rose as a zombie. Oh. Allie left her body and only avoided his attacks until Cole, Bronx, Mac, and Mr. Holland came in. Mr. Holland ran to her nana, and every day, like every day, Cole and Allie ended up having a vision. This one was like super grim. He had to explain to her that she had to ash her pops, that he was only a shell and it had to be done. Mm -hmm. So, zombie pops cleared the vision. Uh, Allie had to make a hard decision that she was going to be the one to do it. Um, once she fully believed that she was going to end him, her hands lit up and so did the rest of her body. And everyone gaped at her because this never happens. Nana, of course, was like, I need to see Allie, you know, what's going on? Allie reconnected with her body, and she was totally fine, even though typically people don't end up fine after that. Um, Nana bursts through the doors, and she just sees Pops lying on the floor. And Allie has to tell her that he's gone. He's dead. Then they had to spill the truth to her Nana about the zombies and everything. Um, Apparently, Nana knew that Pops was dragged outside by some people in suits, they held him down, they put something near him, and once the sirens came, they were gone. So the group of hazmats infected him intentionally. Oh. Yeah. Later at the funeral, Cole told her that they're looking into Anima Industries, which is the name of this place, um, and Emma made an appearance too. She confirmed Cole's fears. Uh, it was her father trying to turn her into a zombie. Uh, their mother had fought evil and was in heaven with Emma, and she asked Allie to let it go, but 
Allie was like, I'm reeling. I can't think about anything else right now. Yeah. Cried herself to sleep, was awakened to Cole tapping on her window. He's like, we need you to fight because you're the only one who can light up that much. And that he had also seen Emma and heard her story. Yeah. That he was really, truly sorry that it was her father. Um, they headed down, gave her Nana gave her a kiss goodbye, and Allie made contact, eye contact. They had another vision. But in this one, Allie was coughing up blood and gurgling. Cole was like, nope, you're staying. We're not going to do this. She's like, no, it might it might not even be happening tonight, you know, like whatever. And they started to head out. Masked men ended up grabbing her, pulling her out the door, and tackled Cole so he couldn't stop them. Oh. Yeah. Allie heard a boom and heard her father's voice. Oh. Yeah. Blacked out again. Woke up in a lab. Dr. Wright was telling her exactly where she was. She was in Anima Industries. Turns out Dr. Wright was a fucking traitor the whole goddamn time. <gasps> yep. She explained that Anima wanted nothing more than to use the zombies as weapons. Okay. When Jacqueline came in, dragging Allie's father on a leash. Oh. He was a zombie. He... Zomboy. Then everything happened at once, right? Zombies converged on Allie. Her father tried to get at her, too. But she commanded, now in spirit form, because you know how that works, that he was going to protect her. Mm -hmm. That they would all stop, and they did just for a moment, but her father, he protected her. He threw zombies off, and everything was great. Cole came barging in. Uh, they fought her father at her side when Allie finally commanded herself to light up. She ashed her father. Oh, okay. Yeah. When... Cole was also swinging for him. So Cole ended up cutting right into Allie's belly with his Ooh. sword. She fell and she spurted up blood. Big ouch. He's like, you're not going to die. You're, you're definitely not going to die. You're not allowed to die. Literally is how that happened. So everything went black for Allie. As it would after you get stabbed in the stomach. <laughs> Slashed across the stomach, yeah. Yeah. So Allie was caught in a bunch of clouds suddenly with her sister she asked if she was dead and Emma's like not for long um, but everything's not going to be easy from here it's not going to be all good between her and Cole and Allie's like I know it will I just do and Emma's like you'll see you know mm -hmm. and then she heard Cole's voice and shot right back down to earth when she opened her eyes, she found Coles, and they had another vision. This time, they were sitting on a porch together, peaceful and happy. See? Happy ending. However, Allie had questions, as she always does. But Cole has answers. Her house exploded. Everyone but one escaped safe. Uh, then a parade of people came in to give Allie like, a ton of well wishes, including Cat. They finally decided to open up to her. Finally? Yeah. She's been nothing but a good yeah. friend, and you're just like, nah. And then uh, she's like, are you, like, okay with this knowledge? And Kat's like, not really, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. So once everyone was ushered out, Allie started to get sleepy. Uh, 
Cole let her know that now the house is gone, they're staying with the Ankhs. Uh, then he instructed her to sleep, and she's like, yeah, whatever. Um, but as she did, she had a pleasant thought. This was her purpose. She's ready for more. The end. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Pretty decent cliffhanger there. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, so that ran long, and uh, naturally I'm going to give this a 10 out of 10 for the first book. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of hot and heavy makeout description in the book as well, so <laughs> fair warning for that one, you guys. Yeah, so you said uh, the book is titled Alice in Zombieland? Alice in Zombieland. See, I thought it was just going to be Alice in Wonderland, and Wonderland was full of zombies. Not her normal life was full of zombies. That was well, a nice twist that I actually enjoyed. I really enjoyed these books, so I'm excited to show you guys like the next one. Yeah, so, wow, cool. Ready. So, before I actually continue, I would like to say uh, it's come to our attention in the past few podcasts that there's been random cuts and, like, technical difficulties. Yeah. I did want to address that. We have been noticing it. We're sorry there's not much we can do about that because no. our mic is not enjoying being plugged in all the time and it, it just bah <laughs> it chooses when it decides to be connected so there are times where like i notice it's mostly in my section because yeah. i have a hard time like not keeping still um but you'll notice that it's like it'll skip and then it'll suddenly be like the next sentence yeah you don't miss much i promise you you're really not missing much if I, you missed so much we would actually go back and re-record fill that in but yeah, yeah i just didn't want it to sound way too choppy and we had a really good flow and, and what you're missing is just like maybe a word or two yeah so if that we would like to apologize about that i did want to bring that to attention because that has happened in the past few it's been like two and then like it's we had a good recording week and then it was just like another one and it was like yeah make it end yeah <laughs> so we're working at bettering ourselves and or, yeah become a patreon if you want us to have better equipment so we can keep bringing you your stuff <laughs> come on like hello wow shameless Money. plug <laughs> we, we need that so we can keep this going <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what? All right. Well, now to get to my section. Uh, not much has happened in the world of gaming. No. Um, cool little fun story with me. Uh, my friend Harley has finally played Dark Souls three, and yes. we officially got him to beat the final boss. So yes, we're just working at uh, some of these like uh, optional bosses and the DLCs. So awesome. So Harley, who hated the game when it came out took him four years to pick it back up again we finished it yes so pretty cool now to get on to the game i'm talking about this week awesome a few weeks ago i'm sure you were or you might remember i don't know i talked about gears of war one yeah that was like uh that was when i did sleeping beauty the, yeah the twisted tale yep well, now we are on to Gears of War 2. Woo! Yeah, we brought that back, so... <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> Full circle. So, the release date of Gears of War 2 was November 7th of 2008. Mm -hmm. Its genre is a third-person shooter. It only came out on the Xbox 360 because, as you may or may not know, Gears of War is strictly an Xbox exclusive. It always has been, and it will be. So, okay. it is a gear, it is a Xbox exclusive. The developers are Epic Games, which, of course, Gears of War series, and also 
Fortnite. That's their newest. Fortnite. Fortnite. Uh, the publishers is the Microsoft Game Studios. Sweet. So Microsoft themselves, pretty cool. And this one actually won uh, two pretty great awards for the year that it came out. So it got the VGX Award for Best Xbox 360 Game mm-hmm. and the VGX Award for Best Shooter mm. of 2008. Awesome. So it's just like, what? <laughs> Uh, the uh, story of this, I actually uh, got the synopsis from Wikipedia, so you can find this. It is uh, Gears of War 2 takes place six months after the detonation of the light mass bomb at the end of the first game. Uh, though most of the underground army of the Locust Horde was destroyed, the explosion also caused much of the liquid emulsion, which is like this green, like, kind of acidy stuff. Gross. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. they used it for mining okay. a lot in the like lore of the game. So before the locust came out, and fun fact, you actually find this out a lot more. You found it out in the last one. If the locusts are uh, exposed to it, they become lambent, which means they glow green, and then when you kill them, they fucking explode. Oh. <laughs> and this happens to literally every horde thing. Ugh. So. Yeah, it's just like, oh, the wretches, they're annoying. You just punch them and they fall back. You shoot them, they explode. But then you're just like, whoa, the actual locust drones, which are kind of like the uh, grunts, I guess. Like the okay. just the base, like they run at you and shoot cannon fodder. Oh, okay. They glow green. It goes from there all the way up to a fucking brumach, which you Kay. experience in the game. It's fucking weird. <laughs> so... Yeah, liquid emulsion, uh, the what they have underground, it vaporized, causing a fatal disease called rust lung to spread among uh, the diminished human population. That's a terrible name for anything. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Rust lung? Rust lung, yeah. Oh. It's bad. And you can see it, like, affecting people. Like, they're just laying in the... Uh, in like the infirmary and they're just laying there and like oh, oh it's terrible Ugh. you see it and you're just like oh my god this is bad all the yucks yeah so uh it's been shown that uh the neighboring cities that have like been up which are let's see tullin and montevado okay uh they have like for no reason or mysterious reasons just kind of vanished. Okay. They just <laughs> fell. Atlantis situation. Kind of. Okay. Yeah, and so the city of Jacinto is okay. the last, like, remaining stronghold for humans. That's just where they are. And they've noticed that the locusts are getting quite ballsy and they're, like, actually rushing Jacinto. Oh, So geez. you're just like, fuck. So the, uh, the leader of the COG who is chairman what is his name chairman what's his name yeah chairman oh god i can't remember his name right now but uh chairman the chairman of the cog to uh order that the best way to do this is to take the uh war to the locust Mm -hmm. so we have to go down into what is called the hollow okay it's in the crust of the planet called sierra and it's where the locust have lived. So it's just like you're going down there, you're taking the fight because that's all we got. Okay. Yeah. 
So that's the main mission of the game. You're trying to figure out, hey, why the fuck are our cities vanishing? Why, like, we got to stop the locust? What the fuck's going on? Mm -hmm. But there's also a little side kind of thing that's going on. All right. And that has to do with the character Dom, who is normally, like, uh, Marcus's partner and best friend. Yes. Yeah. His wife has gone missing. Oh, fun. So he's trying to find his wife. Naturally. So he keeps asking Anya, who is the command that you talk to. Uh, you talk to her in the first game. Uh, you try and find her. Or you talk to Anya to, like, any leads and stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah. So you're also going through the game trying to find Dom's wife, Maria. <sighs> oh, I did not mean to do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> Maria, which interesting (laughs) mama's name yep (laughs) my mama's name so uh while you go on through this adventure you find the thing called the rift worm Mm -hmm. which ew sorry it's fucking gigantic i hate worms yeah it's um i mean i hate worms that look disgustingly with a lot of teeth there's this there's these cute not little but like bigger things that are called rock worms which are indestructible they just kind of crawl and then they eat glowing fruit and you use them as cover okay the rock worm is a much more aggressive bigger version of them like fucking gigantic this is what the locusts are using to drop the cities. Also, ill. So that you know he uh, yeah. like tunnels around it and it sinks. Oh. Yeah. Ew. And then he comes up and like eats and shit. I mean that does make sense. Yeah. There's an entire quest which I, or an entire mission section. Yeah. Where it's fucking you get eaten by it, so you have to go running through it, and it's just uh, the whole time I'm just like. Huh. <laughs> don't gag don't gag so you don't have gag. to you have to find a way to kill the rift worm because this is the only chance you've got because you're inside it it's impenetrable from the outside so okay. it's like shit we've got to go in there and it's just like well fuck it let's take out the heart you go okay. up and you uh use your lancer chainsaw mm-hmm. to cut through the arteries which causes blood and i'm just sitting there like you know like, so no you thank cut you. through the arteries of the first heart yeah and uh, you hear more heartbeat and it's like oh fuck this has got a second heart so you go and you cut through the arteries the heartbeats gets even faster there were three hearts why and it's just like what the fuck but (laughs) how many hearts do you need you heartless dean (laughs) yeah so it's i don't know what the fuck that word was dean demon anyway (laughs) it's uh (laughs) it's there's a funny moment that happens after you get out of the rift worm you uh you know cut the final uh, artery artery, and you just rush out and you get free and I don't remember exactly how you bust out of its body but you do and there's a lot of blood obviously (laughs) and the the character Baird comes out and he's just like oh this is oh I'm coughing up blood that isn't mine oh Oh." no and everybody's just like like they just say no no yeah <laughs> so they actually did uh do some new things in this game they updated the mechanics from the first one so okay. it's a lot smoother and they updated the soundtrack so you can definitely you can really tell the difference between when you're just uh walking through a city uh-huh. you can tell like when you're in battle you can tell when the battle ends like mm-hmm. it's very clear it's very nice hmm. yeah it's just oh <laughs> I do want to say, 
I honestly thought I finished this game. Yeah. Before, like, t t uh, when I finished it, I'm just like many years ago. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, back in twenty or two thousand eight. I was just like, yep, I finished it. I apparently did not. I never finished the game because I was like, I would remember most of these things happening. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was actually sitting next to you, and I was just like, did I don't remember this? It was like. Okay, and then my nose was, like, right back in my book, yeah. and I was just like, so, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I thought I had finished it, and I didn't, and um, something that they did in this game, the worst part of the game, or the story, I would say, is the vehicle mission. Because there's one vehicle mission, and it's just, the they had it in the first one, vehicle sucked to drive because it's very clunky yeah they did not master that in this one either Aww. they improved it but it's just kind of like uh it sucks it's so just they made it prettier just not more functional yeah it, it mm. was like just an agonizing just kind of like oh i just want to be done with this mission oh it was one of those like it's never fun there are a few missions where you're moving a vehicle or something like that yeah but specifically the one with a vehicle called the centaur Mm -hmm. that's the one that sucks. Mm. Yeah, the other ones are locust-based vehicles. So... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you play the game, you'll find out. And okay. those ones aren't difficult. Like, uh, there's the enemy, the Reapers. Yeah. Which are these, like, kind of... If you think of Matrix, you know those like things that go through the where the human pods are that's got the tentacles behind it? I think them? so, yes. Yeah. Uh, these things land and there's like two locusts on them and they just kind of shoot at you. Oh. That's what Reavers are. They're just like these flying transports. Not to be confused with Fireflies Reavers. Correct. Those things are creepy. Correct. Well, these aren't, you know, oh, these aren't pretty, but. They're not cute, but yeah. they're not the same thing. Yeah. Uh, most, most definitely. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Some problems I did encounter playing this game, unfortunately, were uh, the game soft locking by not spawning the enemies. Mm-hmm. Which made it impossible to move forward because when some enemies spawn, it would like break down a wall or make it so your uh, companion, your AI companion, could actually like maneuver through places. Okay. So with those not spawning, it kind of made it so you were stuck and you had to reload a checkpoint, which is just tedious. So because you have to go back through an area, and that happened twice oh, for okay. me on two separate missions, and I'm just like. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, besides that, just some minor glitches. Okay. Yeah, speaking of a glitch, I will be sharing a uh, video on our Instagram Ooh. that has to do with one of the glitches, and oh. it's really funny, dumb. So, I went running through this courtyard area, and I start shooting some wretches, and I back up to reload, and all of a sudden, Dom is just crouched and just sliding. <laughs> That's all he's doing. <laughs> yeah, I will show you the video after this recording. So. Yeah, please. Yeah, it's just, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then he chainsaws a wretch and then just pops back down to squatting and then just hovering. Hovers. It's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it tweaked out on you. Yeah, it just tweaked out in that particular spot, and I don't know why, but it was really funny. That is kind of funny. Yeah. So, uh, there weren't many new weapons in this one, but there were, you know, they did have all of the weapons from the previous one, along with the Gorgon submachine gun, huh. the ink grenade, instead of just the frag grenade. Okay. You throw it the same way. And then the major one was the Scorcher flamethrower. Oh. Yeah, that's fun to you. You just... Ooh. 
And then a boom shield, which is a shield. Okay. You saw these characters. They had the mace and they yelled charge and then ran at you. Yeah. Yeah, the shield that they're holding is called the boom shield. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's these things called maulers. Okay. That's what those are. And oh. they just will go crush and then they'll slam the thing down. Every big enemy in that game says something before they actually do it. So it's like... So the boomers go boom and then shoot the boom shot. Yeah, so it's telegraphing. Yeah, the um, butchers yell, uh, I think they yell eat or something like that, and they come running at you with a giant machete. Yeah. And then the um, grinders say grind, and they have a uh, light or a minigun. So they go grind, and then just... That's weird. Yeah, and then the maulers go crush. <laughs> sure, that or, helps. Or charge, and I'm just thinking, don't charge, stop charging. Yeah, please don't. I don't like that. Yeah. Oh, something cool that they uh, did add in this game was something called Razor Hail. Razor Hail. Which is a weather thing. Ah. Yeah, so one mission particularly, you have to deal with Razor Hail, and it's exactly as it sounds. It's hail that comes down, and it can and will kill you. Okay. Like, it's sharp as razor and just... <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. So, with Boom Shield, you do see some maulers, and how they come running at you is they put the Boom Shield over their head, and they just come, like running towards you mm -hmm. so that tells you hey the boom shields are indestructible at least with like um the razor hail yeah. so you pick up a boom shield and put it over your head and start running through the oh cool yeah so they added that mechanic to it and it's really cool i think it does leave your front very vulnerable but you're also not dying via hail, hail. yeah well. I mean, nobody would want razors to fall from anywhere near them. Yeah. Um, whether it be thrown and or natural disaster, but you <laughs> exactly. know exactly, yeah. <laughs> so uh, there are a few new NPCs. I didn't like want to go over the voice actors because they're really the same that have been okay. in it, uh, like John DiMaggio, yep, aka Jake the Dog. Just hearing him yell Bender. once again. He's yeah. also Bender in Futurama. Yeah. He's also Bender. Just hearing him yell really loudly and just, ah, shit, is hilarious to me. <laughs> I mean, it is weird because it's like you're used to seeing him as two cartoon characters. Yeah, and, and then he's just like this big fucking tough guy that's yeah. ready to fight anything. Yeah. It's so good. He's one of my favorites, honestly, but uh, they did add a few new NPCs. Okay. So the first one is Ty, who is kind of an who's an islander. He's got a tribal tattoo around his eye. Okay. Uh, he's kind of known as the guy that like nothing can kill him. Oh. In one mission, you're going on these like assault barracks, so they're like huge lifted up vehicles with just like flatbeds on the top and oh. turrets, and the one that ties on gets taken down by these enemies called tickers which are new they are like these little bugs TikTok. kind of i want to say they're the size of like fucking small dog ew and they're that's all you hear no. you'll no. hear them no, you hear I don't them hear that. you no. hear them ticking and then they like screech and come running at you and they'll go tss, boom, and no, blow. I like yeah that. <laughs> they are the locust landmines so they have like these packs on their back mm -hmm. and easy way to take care of them is wait for them to run up and smack them. They go flying back and you shoot them. They explode. Ew. Of course, you can shoot them before they get to you and they'll explode. Oh, so I still don't like them. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> fucking awful. I hate them. But, you know, they're great like to the, just 
taking these down. Yeah, no, it's yeah. fucking like there's one mission uh, soon after the whole tie thing where you're going through a tunnel. Mm-hmm. And like it's a dark tunnel. You've only got the light of one of the assault barracks following you. Yeah. Which I will talk about later, and it's actually funny. But like the dark, that's all you're dealing with is tickers. So mm-hmm. you just hear them, and you're just like, where the fuck are they? Yeah. Yeah. So going back to Ty, the uh, tickers mm-hmm. uh, come running out, and they blow up the assault barrack. Okay. Or, yeah, and. Uh, so that falls, and you're just like, oh, fuck, no. And then Ty just kind of walks out, and that is spelled T-A-I. I want to... Yeah, because yep. your name is Ty. Yeah. So he comes walking out, and they're just like, holy shit. sound sh-. like an idiot when I said that. So yeah. <laughs> Ignore me. <laughs> but uh, his... Like, when he comes out, one of the other characters goes, wow, he really can't die. Like, it's just <laughs> hilarious. And, Ty can't die. <laughs> and he's just like looking around really and uh marcus says i'm sorry about your squad and he's just like everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. like he's very spiritual and just like yeah, yeah you meet him from the start of the game he's really cool really badass and very he seems like he's very calm you know uh humble kind of yeah. life okay. yeah okay not life but like person yeah exactly uh, the next character is Benjamin Carmine, or B. Carmine. Okay. Which is the younger brother to Anthony Carmine from the first game. So you lost an A to a B. Yeah. <laughs> so Benjamin, he's much younger. Uh, he's kind of more nervous. He's the one that says to Ty, like, or says about Ty, wow, he can't die. You know, like, yeah. he's that one. And uh, he's following you. He's... Uh, as they say green as grass so he's super fresh to the battlefield he comes running up and he's like I'm here to help sir and drops his weapon and everything and it's just yeah poor sweet innocent baby child and that's how (laughs) you actually get to to choose either doing the tutorial or not it's like you either train him or you just don't and you go right into the game that's their decision there so this is your problem now child yeah (laughs) so training him really cool fun uh voice line kind of interaction between the two is um let's see marcus says to him we don't need you getting holy out here and carmine goes "Uh, sir and dominic uh, dom turns around and goes or uh don't need you getting religious out here is what marcus said don't need you getting religious out here and Sir? Dom turns around and goes, Holy? And he's like, Oh, got you. Full of holes. Yeah, okay. Like, he's just so nervous the entire time. Don't need you getting religious out here. Why didn't they put that on a shirt? I don't know. Come on, that'd be funny. Yeah. So he's super, you know, kind of like that rookie. Yeah. uh, Marcus calls him Rook throughout the entire time. And it's just like, Oh, shit, here he is. But, uh, you know, he does good. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next uh, NPC that is my absolute favorite, Dizzy. Dizzy? Yes. He's kind of that farmer redneck trucker who was uh, kind of forced to join the military. Okay. He wasn't drafted. There's another word for it that I can't remember right now. No. No. I don't know. There's Mm -hmm. a specific word for being forced to join the military. Okay. Yeah. So he had that. And he's the one that drives your assault barrack. Okay. And Or assault derrick. I don't know. I forget how you call it. But uh, let's see. Dizzy. He's... God damn it. Like, he's that guy. He's okay. hilarious. He named... 
yeah, this this baby's uh, Betty. Like, that's the name of his truck. And it's funny because Baird, when you're going through those, he's just like, hey, Marcus, apparently I'm on Lola today. So you got Betty and Lola. Okay. And all these trucks are run by these trucker farmer types all right. that were forced to join the military. So they named... Conscription? Conscripted. Conscription? He was conscripted yeah. into the military. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, and he's just like, let's see, I went to the grocery store, my family got food, and daddy got conscripted. <laughs> like, he's just mad. Oh, that's fantastic, Yeah, and, he's just, and he actually hates tickers. Okay. And he's just like, make sure you take out those tickers, because uh, they ugly, and Betty hates ugly. <laughs> like, he's just fantastic. They ugly. They ugly. <laughs> Betty doesn't like ugly. He's got a cowboy hat. Oh, yeah, it's oh, big beard, oh, and he's just fantastic. When you're going through that tunnel area to take out the tickers, it's one of those car tunnels. Yeah, and uh, it's just like Marcus goes, "It's dark as shit in here. What the fuck's going on?" Mm -hmm. Paraphrasing, <laughs> and Dizzy goes, "Oh, don't worry. Let me light up Benny or Betty's tits." What? Headlights. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Why? Because he's a redneck. Oh. Uh, and he is... I've never heard anybody refer to headlights as tits. Yeah, really? Okay, yes. Okay, that's... I grew up in West Virginia, so... <laughs> that's common. I... Uh, I'm a city girl. Just accept yeah. it. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, and he's just fantastic. I love him. And at one point in that mission, uh, Marcus says, Hey, we need light because he's fallen back a little bit. Yeah. So uh, Dizzy comes rolling up around the corner and goes, No problem. I got your back like a butt crack. <laughs> yeah. I got your back like a butt crack. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And it is... Hinted that he dies because there is the big enemy that's like uh, the Locust Queen's main bodyguard. His name is Scourge. Yeah. He's got this long staff that has two chainsaws on it. Ew. So, you know. I mean, ill for receiving, awesome oh, yeah. for giving. So him, uh, so Ty and Scourge, or Ty and Dizzy take on Scourge while you're going down into the earth, or into the, uh, the ground. Yeah. Underground. So... It's just like, did Ty die? Did Dizzy die? What the fuck? You don't know until later in the game. Okay. So, uh, for Dizzy, you don't even get to find out. <laughs> Honestly. Oh. Yeah. Oh, fair. Yeah, right? So, uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to say we are going to move to a little bit of sad moments in the game. Okay. So, Ty. Okay. Uh, you do find out that he did survive, uh, while going through the hollow, you actually end up getting bared out of these, this, like, pod type thing. Okay. It's been found out that, uh, locusts have been taking people and just, like, putting them into these things to eventually be put onto these, uh, beast barges. Okay. Which they use to torture the people. Aww. Yeah, so it's really shitty. So you say bared before... That happens, Aww. and you go onto a beast barge. There's nothing underneath. You start moving it, and uh, then you get to the second one, and you board it. You go downstairs, or down to the lower deck, I'll call it, in quotations, sure. and you open it up, and there's only one person. It's Ty. Oh. And he comes out, so you throw, or Marcus throws a shotgun to him, and it's just, like, he gives commands to the other people, like, watch the back door, watch there. Yeah. But we've got Locust incoming, and then you hear, ch -ch 
and you turn or uh, Marcus turns around, this is all a cutscene. And Ty brings the gun up to his head, and it's Aww. yeah, it just kills himself. And you can see on his back huge lacerations and like a hooks. Aww. So, and the saddest part about that is Carmine turns around and goes, I, I thought nothing could kill him. And oh. it's just like, no, <laughs> no, so it fucking it hurts. My heart hurts. It fucking hurts. Rude. Yeah. Time to get even more sad. Uh, Benjamin Carmine. No. He lasts longer than his brother, uh, who lasted one act in the last one. What the fuck is it with the Carmines? Yeah, wait till I get to the third game. I get to tell you that fun story. But Benjamin Carmine, uh, when you get eaten by the uh, Rift Worm, mm -hmm. so Benjamin's trying to be the hero, like, you know, holding off the locust while you get into the helicopter, which are called Ravens. Yeah. So it's just like, get the fuck in. <laughs> what are you doing? He gets shot. It doesn't kill him. You pull him on. Yeah. You know, you start flying. All of a sudden, Riftworm pops up. And uh, the heli uh, the raven starts tipping, and you start rotating. Yeah. And he slides out into the mouth. Aww. And then you get taken into the mouth. So that's how you get eaten. Aww. And it's just like, shit, where the where's Carmine? So you run through most of it. And, or, well, not most of it. This is before you get to the heart. Yeah. Even the first heart. So you run through, and there are these disgusting, like, creatures that just kind of pop out Ew. inside the worm Ew. that just kind of crawl at you. Gross. Yeah. And as you first encounter these, you start shooting them, you get through them, and then you hear in the distance Carmine yelling. Aww. So you get to him, and these creatures are eating him, eating him and Aww. you shoot them away, and sad moment he's got like just it's gone acid like decaying and sad now. yeah and he says of course tell my mom and my brothers that i love them and Aww. then he dies and it's just like i'm sad what the fuck <laughs> like I am sad. he made it through like halfway through the game and it's like what the no Aww. fucking stop you're not supposed to die no well that's well the i mean you're supposed to die but you're not supposed to die yeah and uh to kind of go so that super sad moment and then finally uh maria so you do go through and uh, you find one of the kind of camps that mm -hmm. uh they kind of put uh, the humans to work yeah kind of slave camp type things uh and you find a locust terminal and you start going through, like, you ask your robot helper to be like, hey, his name's Jack, which is super, he's awesome. You <laughs> tell Jack to uh, get a facial recognition on Maria, mm -hmm. and it goes through the database, and you see Maria. Mm -hmm. And then it shows you a symbol, and you go, like, through a whole bunch of different areas, trying to find, like, where that symbol matches up. And you don't find it until, of course, the last one. Of course. And then you have to hold off Locust while Jack finds Maria. And when you do, the door opens. Maria looks just like uh, she did. She always has okay. long hair, you know, her casual parka, I guess, okay. and a skirt. And she comes walking out. She and Dom's just like, oh, my God, I found you, you know? Yeah. And uh, they hug, and they uh, she kind of, like, slopes down. Uh-huh. And then Marcus goes, Dom. And he brings back, and she's, like, completely different she's got like just grayish skeleton type skin you know oh. 
like barely any hair her eyes like glazed over and she's still alive and she and marcus is just standing there like like he knows what has to be done and he walks up as dom's freaking out he puts his hand on her shoulder or on his shoulder and goes i'm sorry and he walks away and it shows marcus walking away and dom like puts his head up to her forehead and then you see him pull up one of the pistols yeah and then it shows marcus uh, like from front of marcus and in the distance you hear a gunshot Oh man! And you, it's you know what had to happen. Yeah. Cutscene clips to another one, and you walk up, and uh, you see Dom walk up to you, Uh and uh, Marcus picks up like this uh helmet that the Locust wear, and he's like, I found a way to sneak into the Locust Palace, unless you want to go guns blazing. I don't blame you. And Dom just goes. I want to kill them all. And Marcus is like, fuck you. Like, yeah, I understand. Okay. So you go in and you just fucking <laughs> take them down. Sweet. Yeah, so it's a super, uh, like... Emotional beatdown yeah, situation. Yeah, and it's like that moment when you see that, like, transfer from, like, what she used to look like to what she actually looks like and, like, how Dom is reacting. It actually hurts you. Oh. And... The whole, like, switching, or the, uh, Marcus mentioning that he found a way. Mm-hmm. There is a free DLC that you can still get for Gears of War 2 that allows you to actually, it's a kind of a cut content sort of thing. Okay. Where you actually get to, you can choose to do that other side of the mission where Marcus said he found a way to sneak in. Oh, okay. So you can either be stealthy or you can, if you just play the normal game without doing that you run through but if you have the dlc you have the chance to sneak through and be like oh going on with the choices and it's just and it had the whole new like different set of things that you can do in that mission so Mm -hmm. pretty cool that they in uh, later on included that cut content as a free dlc that's awesome yeah so that's the game that I taught, and that scares the war for you. <laughs> yeah. Gears of War two, super emotional, uh, a lot of fun. I, it's not my personal favorite, but I mean, I loved it for so many years, and I still do. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait to continue talking about this series because yes. I will. So. And I can't wait to tell you more about Alice and Zombies. Yeah. <laughs> so overall, I give this a nine out of ten. The only reason I give it a nine and not a ten is because of all those kind of glitches. They just kind of kept happening. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, come on. Like I get. Just work for me, please. I, I know it's an old game, and you know there that's going to happen. I totally understand, but it's just like when you're in the moment, and then all of a sudden you have to reload the save to do what you just did. It just yeah. kind of sucks. You kind of, like, get frustrated sometimes. Yeah. If you're not a patient person, it's, it's probably yeah. going to be trying. Yeah. And, and also that vehicle sequence really just... That, that was the main thing that knocked it down for me is because it's so annoying. <laughs> I had to look up a fucking uh, playthrough of how to do that mission. I don't blame you. Yeah. I really don't. Okay. All right. So with that, uh, that finishes the episode. So if you'd like to follow us on Twitter... At Turn and Mash Pod. 
Email us. Pageandbuttonspodcast at gmail.com. Follow our Instagram. Pageandbuttonspodcast. For that funny video and other stuff. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash pageandbuttonspodcast. You can find us on... Google Play. Apple Podcasts. Stitcher. And Spotify. For free. For free. Um, we hope you keep listening to us, guys. I'd love to keep telling you more about these books. Yeah, this was episode 10. Episode 10. We got double digits. Ooh. And it was the longest episode to date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, keep on turning those pages. And mashing those buttons. Bye. Bye. <laughs>